Welcome back to episode nine. I thought it was eight. No, this is episode nine. Oh my gosh. We're already up to nine episodes, guys. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. All right. What are we starting off with today? Well, we have two things. We're going to have our usual update on our recommendations that we started Mm. last week. (laughs) But also, we want to give a little update on our New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Because we made some huge claims. We did. All right, we'll start with you because you had about 20 million. (laughs) No, I had one word, Ellen. One word. What was it? Balance. Balance. I don't feel very balanced. (laughs) I feel feel like I'm on the edge of a cliff and I'm I'm about to fall off. There's no balance. (laughs) I'm all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. It's not very, like, maybe I'll start. I was going to say maybe I'll start in February, but it literally (laughs) is February 2nd. Um, I don't know. I, look, I, I don't feel, I don't feel unbalanced, but I just definitely have not had the greatest start to the year. I feel like I'm not exactly in routine yet, mm. but you know what? I go back to uni on the 10th of February, so we've got 10 days to just live out this free life, and then I'm back to routine, and then maybe we'll have some balance. Mm. I think yeah, with a routine, you'll yeah. be able to organize your time better and yeah. get a bit more balance yeah. back in. Exactly. What about you? Um, well, my New Year's resolution was to make a budget and stick to it. Just hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, we're not exactly starting on the New Year's resolu- resolutions. Failures. Absolute failures. Just, oh. Well, I think at this point the year starts in March. Yeah. But I haven't, like... I haven't been sticking to my budget, but I have been saving money. And it's not like I've been out here spending heaps of money. So mm. I think I'm, like, although I haven't stuck to my resolution, like, I haven't gone off the rails. I think that's a good place to be. Yeah. And set, you know what? Set your aims high and then you fall a bit lower and it's okay. <laughs> I was going to say start the year off at rock bottom. Oh, and then work your way up. And then work your way up. Well, I started the year at rock bottom. Yeah, you fucking did. <laughs> no, nah, uh, not really. <laughs> well, kind of. That's right. Look, let's not go into it. <laughs> Moving on, what is your recommendation for this week, Ellen? All right. So my recommendation is a restaurant. Ooh. So this is kind of only a good recommendation if you live in Perth, Western Australia. But my boyfriend... Sorry to all 30 of you that don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to all of our international fans. Look, we'll make one just for you. Okay. I think we're going to go for a trip somewhere just to give some American recommendations. All right, guys. Give us your... um, ideas on where Ellen and I should travel to. Mm. We'll do an on-the-road episode of Podcast Road Trip. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, my boyfriend and I recently had our three-year anniversary. Subtle flex. Mm. So committed. Oh, (laughs) so in love. (laughs) Where's my ring? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we had our anniversary and we went out for dinner at a restaurant called Mr. Walker in South Perth. And it was so good. Like, mm. it was nice. Like, the location, it's on the water. It was – it wasn't cheap, but, like, the food quality was amazing. Worth like, it. you 100% get what you pay for. Good service. Service was good. It's my big one at the moment. <laughs> and 
yeah, like I really can't fault it. It was mm. it was good. The next time I go for a fancy dinner, I'm actually taking this recommendation because yeah. I'm so sick of going and spending fucking shit tons of money for terrible service and average food. Mm. Yes. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I do not want to be caught in a defamation case, but I swear to God. <laughs> You, it's a letter of you, the alphabet <laughs> followed by a restaurant, and I'm not happy. <laughs> but yes. Um, Excellent choice. My recommendation for this week is a TV show on Netflix mm. called Sex Education, which I actually think is the only show where the second season is better than the first. Mm, that never happens. Mm-hmm. So it's been out for, like, I don't know however long it's been out, but they've recently brought out the second season and it's so good and there's actually this part in the season well there's a storyline in the season that follows this girl who has um a sexual like assault slash harassment issue and it's like initially with her trying to process like process it and push it aside and then it eventually comes out like she stops being able to have sex with her boyfriend she breaks up with her boyfriend because she just like feels this overwhelming guilt and it is just such a good story line within the tv show and like all the girls at the end start talking about it and coming together and she can't catch the bus because it happens on a bus and at the end without spoiler alert um yeah they all come together and it's 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 so good and like look ellen and i have had a couple chats about sexual harassment recently and like i had a really bad incident of it and like recently and like just like was so empowering at the time and like yeah. felt so good that like a TV show was like finally like addressing it in such a contemporary way as well. Yeah. But that aside, like it's just such a good show. It's like so funny and it like really like, I don't know. It's so, it's kind of like retro, but set in the modern day. Mm. It's so cool. I think I want to start watching it. I'm I just highly not recommend. like good with TV shows, but. See, I'm the opposite. Like I, I smashed through it in like two days. <laughs> but it was really good. I highly recommend to anyone who's, after a bit of a, it is a light watch, but also like does deal with like good stuff. Yeah, what you want. Yeah. All right. So that's my recommendation. Good recommendation. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, let's get into our episode. Woohoo! All right. So we're starting things off pretty deep. Ooh. Well, this question's a bit deep, but let's get into it. So the question reads: At what point do you leave someone because of their mental health? My boyfriend has bad mental health. His life revolves around me and he's really forlorn. I feel like I'm trapped because I would most certainly get guilt-tripped into not breaking up with him because of his mental health issues and the fact he loves me too much. How do I get past this? I'm also really bad at confrontation. It took me a long time to break up with my ex when I needed to. She Yeah. Pretty okay. heavy. Yeah, that is pretty heavy. And it's definitely, I feel like, a two-parter. Yeah. Because I feel like half of this is um, her coming to terms with the fact that she needs to break up with him. Mm. Um, and then the second half is a way to do it where she doesn't get kind of guilt-tripped or gaslighted into potentially staying with him. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, I think the first question, what point do you leave someone because of their mental health, this is a tricky question. There's no straight There's no one answer because every situation is different. But I would definitely say if you're starting to feel like it's impacting your own mental health, Mm -hmm. then I think that's a sign that... Yeah. I think sometimes we want to help people and we want to do things for the best of other people. But 
you've got to call it at some stage and be like, all right, I got to be selfish and do yeah. what's best for me. Well, it's not even being selfish. Like when I was, um, because I studied psychology, if you guys don't know. <laughs> we had flex, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I remember one of the units we were doing, they were talking about working as a psychologist and like a big thing in practice is like making sure that your own mental health mm. is good because you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And so if you're getting really run down and um, your mental health is being affected, then you're not going to be able to help those around you. Yeah. So you really it, – it's not being selfish because by taking care of yourself, then you can take care of others. Yeah. But, yeah, in this situation, like, it does sound like it's starting to impact your own mental health. So I think that's definitely a sign that yeah. something needs to change. And I think to an extent, like, it – Breaking up is probably the best thing for both of you. Yeah. Um, I Like, I was the other way around. I was in a relationship and the like the, my boyfriend at the time had to break up with me for my, because of my mental health. And it was, like, the nudge I needed to, like, go and actually sort shit out. Mm. And, like, if he hadn't done that, I would have just kept relying on that person to yeah. help me through my issues instead of going and seeking help myself. Yeah. And so sometimes I think that, look, it's great to help other people out, but sometimes in order to deal with these kind of issues, you kind of do need to be a bit solo. Mm. Um, so, yeah, although I said, like, sometimes you do need to be selfish, this might not even be a completely selfish thing to do if you're doing yeah. it just to get out for you because at the end of the day it, it will benefit him in the long run. Yeah, I don't think it's selfish at all. Yeah. I think it's self-preservation. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, so both both of us agree that, like, you shouldn't be staying with this person. Yeah, it's starting to impact your mental health and, yeah. It's not helping him either. No. Exactly. I think that's another thing is – no one can ever fix someone else's mental health. You can't fix anyone's problems for them. No. Unless you're a qualified psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, conflict of interest, even if she was. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, someone outside. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, ways to do it. Yeah. I think bef- even before you break up, I think you need to encourage your partner to see a psychologist. Mm. Um, as I potentially they may already be where you have no information whether they're yeah but I get the vibe that they're not working on their mental health yeah um yeah I think it would be great if they started seeing a psychologist before you broke up yeah because then they could see someone to help them with the breakup yeah I also think that like kind of preempting and like again drawing from my own personal experience um, I think preempting the breakup with like a conversation that is basically saying we need to talk because I kind of want to break up. Yeah. In a much kind of way, kind of way, and it can be especially if you think that he'll respond badly to that initial um, like expression. I think potentially like sending a text or the, the something like along the lines of "Hey, when are you free this week? I really think we should have a a chat and like." Blah 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 blah. Um, because like preempting it will give him a couple of days to kind of cool down from the initial reaction mm. and potentially, especially if 
he's started seeing a psychologist or has a good support network around him, he'll get the frustration out before you meet face-to-face and actually conclude the relationship. And I think that, like, having that little bit of, like, cool-off period will potentially prevent any kind of, you know, guilt-tripping or whatever may happen if you just kind of spring it on him last minute. Yeah. Um, You mentioned that you're really bad at confrontation, so maybe it's helpful to write down everything you want to say before and really kind of like know what you're going to say so that in the moment you can just like fall back on that yeah make some dot points yeah that's what Ellen and I do for this podcast (laughs) um I think when you break up you have to set some really firm boundaries and stick to them 100% so for example not seeing them in not seeing them physically not messaging them. Not messaging them is key because I think sometimes, especially if you feel, feel a little guilty, um, that you might feel that need to like send that, oh, hope you're doing well text. And honestly, that'll just be fueled yeah. on the fire because like it'll just give the other person a little glimmer of hope that potentially yeah. it could get, you could get back together. And I think that that will just spark them trying to interact with you more. This is one of those things where – like, you've got to be cruel to be kind. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, you might, like, obviously you care about this person and you'll want to make sure they're okay, but you can't message them. Yeah. So I think that ties in with another thing I was going to say is, like, message someone close to them and tell them that you've broken up and yeah that they need support, but obviously it can't come from you. Yeah. And you said that you've been together quite a while. I think, like, it's a long-term partner uh i didn't say that but you get the vibe yeah um potentially you know his parents so yeah his parents his best friends um yeah that that's not a terrible idea just to make sure he's okay yeah but at the end of the day what his response to the breakup is not your responsibility no so even if he does have a terrible response and you never know what's going to happen. People can be unpredictable. Um, that is not your fault. Yeah. And, like, you shouldn't take any guilt or blame for his reaction. You never know. He might actually take it pretty well. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't say your expectation's low. But, yeah, just make sure that you're, you yourself are surrounded by good people as well because um, sometimes we always, like, feel bad for the people who are being broken up with but it's equally as hard for the person who's doing the breaking up so you know breakups are hard regardless of what situation you're in so make sure you're surrounded by people make sure if if you have your own mental health issues that you're speaking to someone whether that be a really close friend or going to therapy or whatever you may find comfort in make sure that you're also you've also got that back up um because like it'll fucking suck yeah um yeah, reach out to your friends and use them to help keep you strong. Yeah, yeah, but make sure you uh, m- make sure you unfollow him on socials and shit like that. Yeah, it's never. You don't need to see like the dramatic quotes that people post <laughs> like, after a breakup. Like sometimes. the less interaction, the better. Yeah, and then potentially way down the track in like a year or something, you guys can be friends. But I really think the most important thing is after a breakup is. Like, you both just need your time to heal. I also just don't believe that you can really be friends with your ex. Yeah. Especially in these circumstances. I saw this deep quote one time that was like, um, 
you can never be friends with your ex because you were either never in never in love or still in love. Oh, mm. I like that. Mm. I feel like it's true, but I feel like there is the very rare case where people can be friends, but I think for the most part, you can't. I think, yeah, I don't know. M- make sure that you're you're personally um, backed up by a good surrounding of people and a support network um and then also obviously make sure that he's got equally good support on his side yeah um but good luck because it's yes good luck we had a lot of breakup i know good luck to all of you all of those breakups but also good on you yeah be strong because like obviously you really need to do this yeah all right goodbye (laughs) (laughs) goodbye good luck Alrighty, on to the next one. Okay, this, I'm reading this question now as it is written. What do I do if I don't know what my sexuality is? But I'm only 15, so things can change so fast, and I want to tell friends but don't know what to do if it changes and I'm straight and everyone already knows. Um, okay, the first thing I want to say is things can and do change, but... I feel like if you're feeling like you're attracted to people of a particular gender, I don't think that that really goes away. Mm. I think, like, the, especially in this, like, current climate, a little bit of experimentation doesn't necessarily mean that you're boxed in. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, you can do what the fuck you want and label it however you want because, like, it's it's up to you. And just because you do something doesn't mean you are that type of person. Yeah. Um, but I also think, like, this this question, like, you don't put a lot of faith in the people around you, um, like, and your friends. And, like, at the end of the day, like, true friends won't fucking care. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you've dabbled in this and that but you turn out to be straight, like, they won't care. And yeah. if you dabble in this and that and then turn out to not be straight, they won't care if they're true friends. Yeah. Yeah, I think tell your friends, but literally, like, you don't have to label yourself. You don't have to make a big deal about it. You yeah. can literally just say, oh, I think I'm attracted to boys and girls or whatever combination. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm kind of figuring things out at the mm-hmm. moment, but just wanted to let you know. Yeah. And I think, like, as I said, like, if they're good friends, they'll understand that it's yeah. – and they'll try and support you in the best way possible. And I don't think that – if, if anyone goes, oh, wait, I thought you were, like, bi, but now you're straight, like, nobody's going to have that reaction, yeah. not, not in 2020. And if they do, tell them to fuck off back to, like, 1902. Yeah. Literally one of my friends um, was told me one day they were like, oh, they were literally just like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm bisexual. I was like, oh, yeah. And, like, that was it. And, mm-hmm. like, that person has now dated someone of a particular gender for a while and like I don't know it's just I it's not a thing like I'd never go back to her and be like oh but wait you said you're bisexual Mm. yeah (laughs) and like that's the thing like sexuality is so fluid and we all know this and like at the end of the day just because you're dating one person but yeah you feel another way doesn't yeah like nothing defines you yeah um and like actually Go watch Sex Education. They, <laughs> no, they deal a lot about, yeah. like, you know, discovering your, like, sexual identity and how the fact, like, a lot of the time we grow up thinking, oh, I'm gay or straight. 
and there is a lot of like in, like gray in yeah. between and like in the tv show it actually like from season one you think one guy is like he's pretending to be straight but he's actually gay and it turns out by the end that he's bi and he's like what the hell like I think I like both men and women I thought I was like just struggling with my gender identity but really I'm just like super fluid yeah and like that's the point is that like you do you because yeah. at the end of the day, like you know, you're not you don't need to be categorized into a box. Even like these categories um, of gay, bi, straight, like who fucking cares? Controversial, but I'm a hundred percent of the belief that people aren't like gay, bi, and straight. I don't think there's three categories. I think there's a spectrum. Yeah. And everyone falls along it somewhere. Yeah. So some people might be mainly straight, but occasionally experiment. Some people might be mostly gay, but occasionally yeah. experiment. And don't forget, like, there is this whole um, idea of, like, being attracted to someone's personality and not their gender. And, like, you can still, like, feel really physically attracted to someone, like, just because of how they behave and how they act and how your friendship is with them or whatever it may be. But that might be completely independent on the gender that you're attracted to. So just because you might like one girl doesn't mean you like all girls. Yeah. And you could end up just spending most of your relationships with men, but you had a crush on this one girl. And that's just an example. But mm. it just goes to show that, like, putting these labels on things, especially when you're as young as 15, is just unnecessary and benign, to be honest, like, because it honestly doesn't matter in the long run. Yeah. And who you date or who you have sex with or who you experiment with kind of is none of anyone else's business yeah yeah I think you should tell your friends because like obviously it's something you want to talk about Mm -hmm. so tell them but you don't have to don't feel like you have to label yourself and don't feel like like you shouldn't feel any pressure to act or be a certain way and honestly the likelihood is they're going to turn around and be like I feel the exact same way yeah or they'll be like oh I already knew yeah yeah so yeah tell your friends if they're good friends they'll respect that yeah exactly and i think if they do have a negative reaction um potentially refer to (laughs) our episodes where we talk about bad friends yeah no one should be judging you based on who you're attracted to yeah exactly so yeah just just tell them what you're thinking tell them that tell them the question you sent up sent us yeah yeah i'm sure they're good people all right good luck good luck all right, so this is a question that we've kind of answered before in different ways, but we are going to briefly discuss it. So the question reads, I have this friend, female, same as me, who has been in my life about seven years. We are best friends and spend a lot of time together. We are pretty different, which makes our friendship awesome, but at times difficult. Over the past couple of years, she's been increasingly more and more negative towards pretty much everything. She shames her body and mind about being fat and how this is why and how this is why we are single. She says I'm boring and that she made me a better person when she met. She constantly complains about cafes we visit or people we know who she doesn't like. She's unhappy in her job but unwilling to even consider changing jobs when I suggest maybe she should look for more work. I honestly love her but it makes me really down when we hang out and it's affecting my own outlook on life. I've spoken to her about how sometimes being negative is going to make her focus on the bad things rather than the good. I really struggle to spend a whole day with her now because she's gotten so bad to be around, but I don't know what else I can do or say to help her. Toxic friendship alert. Yeah. 
Yeah, this honestly sounds like um, a lot of the other questions we've got in with this kind of similar vein. Yeah. Um, so know that you are not alone. Yeah, there are so many people. It, it's actually quite alarming, to be honest, um, how many people have toxic friendships. In, like, And we've all been there. Like, We've all had toxic friends. Mm. Um, in one right now, save me. <laughs> She's in this room. No, I'm joking. When she was like, she always says I made her – and she always says that she made me a better person when we met. I'm like, I made you a better person. <laughs> Ellen constantly reminds me that she's making me into the best person I can be. <laughs> you were nothing before. <laughs> okay, we joke. But seriously, so many people have had a toxic friendship. We refer to our Insta quote from the other day. Mm. Just because you were friends before doesn't mean you have to be friends in the future. Yeah, it's so true. And, like, I think... With girls, we always love to be forgiving. Oh, but I've known them for ages. Yeah. They literally, she's literally called you fat. Yeah. And unattractive. That is not a friend. That is not a friend. I think it's time you take a bit of a break from this person. Yeah. I think take a step back, listen to a couple of our potty episodes. We'll actually um, write them in the description, what ones you can refer to, um, for a similar question um, in terms of like more in-depth advice um but i think like this is a toxic friend this it's so toxic because evidently you just don't feel good about yourself and if this was a boy telling you that you're fat yeah actually another quote we've said we never we don't treat female friendships the same as like relationships sometimes yeah and i think that you like if this was a man telling you yeah you don't look good or blah 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 blah. you're boring yeah i made you a better person when we met like you would dump his ass straight away yeah you know and like i think that that's just such an important thing to reflect on is how does this person make you feel and if they aren't making you feel good then sack them off yeah literally it doesn't matter you could have been friends your whole life sometimes people just become toxic and you just got to step yeah. away, potentially not forever. You know, people yeah. will go through phases and exactly. maybe she'll come through this a better person. she's just having a bit of a hard time with her own self-esteem, but, but I don't think that that's your problem. No, you've already tried to help. You've already tried to, you know, change her outlook and it's not working. So yeah. time for you to have some time out. <laughs> Cut them off. Yeah. I think we, it's like we need to set up a, like – support group for like people with toxic friends would anyone be interested in like a community according to us like facebook group oh my god where we can all give each other advice yes would that make us redundant though yeah (laughs) not happening (laughs) (laughs) but we could definitely do a toxic friend support group and maybe all all the good ones can all collab together and they they can become friends yeah we'll be your friend yeah we're not toxic at all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I like to think not. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, good luck. You are not alone. And yeah, look out for yourself. Yeah. And make sure you listen to our other episodes. I'll link it in the description. Yes. Good luck. All right. Wow. I'm way too excited for this. I love this so much. When Ellen came and was like, I have this idea, I was like, I'm all ears. Oh, welcome, welcome, you naughty little sinners. 
<laughs> Can that be the new? We need to turn that into like a little like intro, a little musical tune. Oh yeah. Welcome, welcome. Naughty little sinners. Ellen's new favorite word is naughty. Naughty. Shout out to the person who taught her that word. <laughs> All right, let's read this confession. Okay, so one time I had like a hookup with this guy off Tinder and he was kind of far but kind of hot so I made the trek. When I got there his house was so nice and it was like this huge apartment with like views of the city and wow. Anyway, so I had sex with him and then he gave me $100 for fuel. So I basically have been a sugar baby. Wow. Wish it was more though. Damn. (laughs) I love them so much. Oh my God. Spicy. Love it. Um... What would you do, right, if you hooked up with someone off Tinder mm. or whatever app and you finish having sex and they, they like, left you money? Oh, I would Oh, I think I'd message them first and be like, oh, you left money here. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's specified. Yeah, yeah. It's for fuel. Isn't that so... Oh, okay, so they give you, like... They all, like, give you money and, like, oh, this is just because you had to trek it out here. And it's $100, which obviously, like... It yeah. did not cost a hundred dollars for him to get out there. Yeah, I'd keep the money, but I don't think I'd sleep with that person again. Nah, because it would it would just make you feel like yeah a bit gross if you go back. Because then you'd kind of like oh well, if I go back and do it, I'm probably the incentive is only because I'm gonna get more cash. Mm. Or if I slept with that person again, I'd make it clear I'm like. I don't want money. I'm just doing this because I'm attracted to you. Because, like, it blows my mind. Like, why would this person... Mm. What was the incentive? Is the incentive to kind of make them into a sugar sugar baby situation? Yeah. Or maybe they were just really impressed with the sex. Surely not. I'm sorry, but, like... A rich person, though. $100 isn't much to them. I've never gotten to the point where I'm like... (laughs) Five stars, five stars. Here's some cash. So good, I'm going to pay you. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, look, I don't know. More like so good I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> that's that's the biggest appraisal. No amount of cash can survive yeah. that. No way. Wow. I love this confession. I just love it so much because it's like... I love that they're like, I wish it was more. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, because if you're going to if you're gonna prostitute yourself out, you're not doing it for $100. Mm-mm. Um, but this happened on Sex in the City. I don't know if anyone's watched Sex in the City, but um, it happened to Carrie. Like, mm. she had sex with this guy, and then he left her like five hundred dollars, and she's like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" And I, you do not return it. Nah, you gotta just go spend it, keep it. If you feel I wouldn't even keep it for bills. I would like go buy a handbag. Or if you feel really weird, like donate like a bit of it. No, spend it. (laughs) No, but like that'll make you feel better if you're like, oh, I feel weird about this money. Yeah. Definitely I wouldn't sleep with them again though. Yeah. Just feels a bit gross. Like it's just like, oh. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a very genuine sexual interaction then, was it? Yeah. No. But look, a one-off, keep that cash. (laughs) Anyway, this is the type of question we're after, guys. We want the juicy confessions. Send in your naughty little details. (laughs) Can't deal with naughty little sins. I can't deal with your use of naughty. It's like over. It's overuse. Anything naughty, naughty, naughty. (laughs) All right, let's wrap up this confession before I say naughty one more time. I can't. I'm just too attracted to you right now. I stop. Stop using it. Is this time for your confession? Yeah, my confession. I'm in love with my co-podcast. Next episode, we should do a confession of our own. 
It's not really an no, anonymous confession, but I don't even. I I'm a I'm a saint. Wrong. I have no confessions. You have so many. Actually, you know what the problem with you is? Yours are too bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? This what is, it's what too... confession is? I can. You don't know half of the shit that goes on oh. in my life. <laughs> you don't know half the shit I have to confess. All right. Well, tune in next week to see if I can convince Evie to confess something she's done. More like see if Ellen can convince me that she knows something that that that's naughty I've got enough so to make much it. dirt on you, bitch. Bowser, <laughs> it's gone out of control. The confession segment could really take off. Yeah. Anyway. Keep submitting, keep submitting some confessions. We're living for it. And keep it, keep it, like it's literally anonymous. You have no shame. Yeah. If you have something to get off your chest, like you never told anyone. Yeah. Put that in the thing. Nothing too wild though. We don't want your murder. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that on our conscience. Yeah. It can only be like. Mildly illegal and or scandalous. <laughs> only mildly illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptional. Um. But thank you for the person who submitted our... It was the first confession that we got. Mm. We chose it because... It was off with a bang. Off with a bang. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Oh, we're outroing it straight away. Well, it kind of feels like it's flowing. (laughs) (laughs) What else do we have to talk about? I don't know. I'm really intrigued as to what you think I want to confess. I can't say it on the... No, this is the point is... I know a confession of yours, but there's no I way just, you could ever say Now I just want to get off the... Look, we have to end this episode because I need to find out what <laughs> Ellen wants. Tune in next week. <laughs> anyway, we love your submissions. Thank you for listening. Yes, keep them coming in. Yes. And, you know, we might not have an update segment anymore, but please still update us. Yeah. If we get a juicy update... We'll include it. Yeah. We're, we'll, we're always changing segments. Look, we're trying to keep it fresh. Keep it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anywho, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. See, See you, you later. later.